Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Becca, you poor thing. Oh, my God. You know, I was just saying it's so appropriate that this is the podcast we're talking about today, our mental health, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and how we're doing, because... I just came from the dentist, and basically I am like an 80-year-old woman, apparently, with my my gums or something. I don't know. It was just, oh, it was rough. It was rough mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. unpleasant. And she's like, and, and most importantly, she's like, we got to get you coming in here regularly. And I was like... It's re- it's a really hard sell, I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough it's... sell. There is not one aspect of a dental visit that is fun. No matter if you have the most perfect teeth in the world, they're still gonna scrape at your teeth. They're mm-hmm. gonna force your mouth open. They're gonna make your lips all dry and cracked. They're gonna be, you know, in your mouth with their fingers. Bleh. Like, Ugh. And that's, that's best case scenario, you know? <laughs> and then the rest of the time is spent telling you, oh, here's all the things that are going wrong. You should be doing, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and remember those five years of orthodontia you had as a kid that made you miserable and caused you so much pain and, and made you feel so ugly in high school? Well, mm-hmm. that sort of did something, but it's all coming back anyway. <laughs> so get ready for more orthodontia as an adult. Uh, Is it interesting because I also had braces and stuff when I was a kid, but I don't remember ever being like in pain. I remember occasionally oh, like when God, they would tight when they tightened them or whatever, like it was painful. But I also before I had braces, I had a frankel, which I don't know if I've talked about What's that on the frankel. <laughs> it's the worst device you could imagine for a person besides having like exterior headgear. Uh huh. So it's a upper jaw retainer a lower jaw retainer and they are attached to each other by side plates that go on your on the side of your cheeks uh-huh and you to keep it in your mouth you have to keep your teeth closed like this and talk like this what i had that for a year a year and i didn't have to wear <sighs> orthodontists it during the day. are sadists <laughs> i know i didn't have to wear it during the day except for like a very short amount of time because i i have a very specific memory of I got out of singing in school for a mass because I couldn't, I couldn't sing. No, I'm I just couldn't open my singing. mouth. Uh, joy to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I, there was at least one point in my life where I had to wear it during the day, but it was definitely a nighttime thing. Okay. But, I mean, still, I had to go okay. outside with that at some point. Because <laughs> I had braces twice as a child because Ooh. I moved to Ohio and the guy in Ohio thought the guy in Texas didn't do a good enough job and I'd have to get it all done over again. Mm. And in both instances, I had to get headgear, an expander, oh. spacers, Ooh. rubber bands, literally mm. every single possible thing you can do with braces I had done to me twice. <laughs> oh. and, and so it just, and it was... It was miserable, it was painful, it was years of my life, and it robbed mm. me of some confidence for a couple years in high school, and mm. I ju- it's just one of those things where it's like, you think once you get through it, you're like, well, at least it's done it's now. Over. You yeah. know, I fixed my teeth and I'm good for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, no, then your teeth just keep moving. They don't give a shit. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like there's always a bright side to any situation because there's always somebody that has a worth, worse teeth story than you do. Yes. I think about Call the Midwife and that woman who had to get all of her teeth replaced because they were all right. rotted. And I'm not yes. there yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our listener Dave has his own horrible teeth story. He might be like my, uh, of my, the people I know, top two worst teeth stories. But then, you know, there's also like you, you see older uh, like very old adults with braces and you know like Mm -hmm. that's also you know think about that going through it at that late stage when you you know it's just my aunt had that and I I don't know it's just like think about your confidence as an adult like in in the workplace with braces like that like a 50 50 year old woman like your life right now sounds terrible but (laughs) no it's really and it really isn't that bad it's just because you you put most of it on yourself for, for yeah. why, you know, you go in there and you say, yeah, I have been actively avoiding the dentist for almost yep. two years. And so when it comes in and she and she's saying, you know, yeah, part of this is because 
you have such long gaps between when you come into the dentist, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you can't help but just be like, well, this is my shame. (laughs) This is my fault, you know, and, and, you know, and you just want to, you want to invent time travel just so you can, I don't know. And it was like, I just kept, I kept, because you never want to make the appointment yourself because Mm -hmm. as I described, best case scenario, someone's rooting around your mouth, scraping your teeth up, you know? (laughs) And so I kept expecting a call being like, you know, it's been a certain amount of time. You ready to come in? You know, Mm -hmm. what about next week? And I never got a call. And so I just said, fine. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want me. I don't want you. You're such a millennial. So childish. So childish. Yeah. So... I don't know. Hopefully this is the start of me being better and going in really often and regularly. And Yeah. This, I have to say, yeah. I I went through the same thing. I texted you this earlier. Yeah. But I feel like mine was a little bit more worthy of avoidance because my dentist died really tragically right before I went to college. So then I didn't have a dentist and I was also not in the state. Yeah. So I didn't go to the dentist for four years. Mm -hmm. And then I came back and it was the worst experience ever. (laughs) So your dentist didn't die. She just never shows up to your appointments. She just never shows up. It's always some (laughs) dude who I have no idea who he is. Yeah. At least the hygienist was awesome. She basically did everything. He came in for about five seconds. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Yeah. What do dentists really do? Other than, I guess, (laughs) I guess like the hygienist does the consultation and the dentist actually do the work. But, mm. but she, so she started off, this is a thing that she didn't do in the last visit. So she, I guess she was like testing my gums in each one of my teeth mm-hmm. and just stabbing them, you know, as, yeah. as we do. Yeah. And <laughs> she's just calling out numbers to indicate like what level they're at, you know? Yeah. And, but I didn't, she didn't say that. She was just like, she just starts poking my mouth and telling this, the woman at the, at the computer, just numbers. So she'd be like yeah. three, four four, three, two. And and I've never experienced that before. And I was like, what do those numbers mean? Oh my God. And she was saying them so quickly. And I was like, does that mean every time she says a number, it's something that needs work? And it was like, Mm. no, she's saying it too often. How many teeth do I have? Well, why is this still happening? (laughs) You know, Uh, it was just, it's, there's something so traumatic about it mm, that mm. does I don't know. I don't know how to make it better. Yeah. Like, please, if anyone has good experiences at the dentist or has like tricks to make themselves feel better about it and and you know more willing to go please send them to me because (laughs) I need to know what the secret is to getting through a dental visit without wanting to cry (laughs) because I definitely got in my car after this visit had a Uh quick little cry and then went to the grocery store (laughs) yeah I mean like I texted you earlier when the first time I went to the dentist after college I was at a new dentist they shamed me horribly there Mm. because I hadn't been in four years I cried at in the office at the checkout desk in front of the receptionist crying trying to settle my bill yeah left cried some more changed dentists and then immediately it was better because I had been to the dentist more recently right and they were nicer people generally Mm -hmm. so I think you're already a step up because you have been and now if you keep going it's going to get easier yeah that's my advice that's what I've found and and this lady was nice and she was nice and it's seven minutes from my house and insurance says it's going to cover 80 percent of the procedure Mm -hmm. and it's fine, but, oh, God, it just, it saps that, like, uh, you know, it just, it takes a lot out of you to do something yeah. like that, you know? It's mentally not great. No, it's exactly. not fun. And so no. that's what today's topic is, right, is is our own mental health and, and our little, you know, self-care that we do and, and mm-hmm. sort of checking in with ourselves is how we're doing. Yeah, we're living in a world where... I think you have to be more conscious now about your mental health to survive the days and the weeks and this presidency and stuff like that. And I just think it's good to check in and be like, how are you coping? Yeah. What are your coping mechanisms? And can we help each other cope? That sort of stuff. Because it's hard sometimes, especially if you have to go to the dentist on your day off from work. Right, right. This <laughs> is the equivalent of my Sunday. And, it's yeah. been, and, you know, I even thought, and I need to go to the mechanic and get my spark plugs checked today Mm. I was like fuck no as soon as I was driving away I was like fuck the mechanic next week (laughs) (laughs) can't do Uh, two of these things in one day no 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 yeah well so besides your dentist drama (laughs) how are you doing mentally how what how's your 
How's your life? I've really, <laughs> I've honestly been doing great. Like, yeah. it's really, it's, I've been doing so much better than, say, if we were to check in last May. If, if last mm. May was Mental Health May as well, and next May, if, if that's going to be, if it's, this is going to be like our tradition. Right. Comparing this May to last May, it's, it's insane, the difference, you mm. know, and it's mostly just because I have a job. Yeah. Um, and I, and I have, I've, I've really started to figure out now that I'm officially on a set schedule and I'm out of training, I've really figured out what my work-life balance is going to look like. And I've, I'm getting interested in taking on more shifts because I like how much money I get (laughs) when Mm -hmm. I do that. And so I'm really trying to figure out, okay, well, my days off, my friends don't have those days off, but I can still see people and I can still figure out how to do fun things in my spare time. And so right now that's sort of the focus of my mental health has been my work-life balance mm-hmm. and maybe some self-actualization thrown in there because it's my sister's <laughs> wedding at the end of the month and it's sort of like, okay, am I contributing enough? Am I contributing too much? You know, mm-hmm. how, how am I doing with the speech? You know, so I'm memorizing that right now. So I'm really, it's, it's a, what, it, what it is is balancing right now. I feel like that's the key for my mental health. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, I'm definitely doing better. I don't know if like last May to this May is as good an example for me because right. I'm more settled. I, you know, I was moving back to the U.S. last May. So it was, you know, a rocky time period of like, oh, I need more luggage or whatever. But um, like even from the winter to today is much better for me. I sort of got over the hump of accepting reality (laughs) you know and like this is the world we're gonna live in now and you know Mm -hmm. and putting some of that stuff on the back burner and like putting myself first and Mm -hmm. my own mental health first you know so I I made some rules for myself like no going on Twitter before bed and no second screens when we're watching TV at night you know and like just stuff where I'm trying to be more conscious about like mm-hmm. the time I have off and what I'm doing with that time yeah um work life balance for me is still hard because I'm doing contract work so I'm not right. solidly in some place but I've you know I've done some contracts where I've decided afterwards I'm not doing I'm not working with these people again yeah. which I think is a great realization <laughs> to come to is to realize like I don't need to stoop to this level yeah <laughs> you know for this meager pay I can find the same pay elsewhere and it'll be a better experience for me right and it'll be more um, the work is at work you know yeah and you get to exactly. go home and you don't have to think about it yes and the project I'm currently working on is fantastic and I'm working with a stage manager who I've never worked with before but she already has like you know changed the game for me in like work-life balance because she sat me down and she was like listen Monday is your day off do not answer emails. Do not do anything unless it is an emergency and it says it in the title. Or if somebody's calling and they say it's an emergency, don't answer. Don't do it because it's your only day off. And I was like, that's, you're the first person yeah. <laughs> in a theater company to ever say that to me. Because, you know, it's it's hard to to, to remove yourself from the theater circle for a day like yeah. that because everybody is working all the time. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that Kyle and I both are trying to work on because he also, you know, is having a lot of problems with being on call, quote unquote, when he's not, it's his day off and, but he's still getting called in on these, you know, days off. So yeah, it's, uh, and it's also, but it's also not like life and death on call. Right. So it's really, it must be really hard to be like, yeah, I really have to go in. Like I'm really passionate about, you know, sacrificing this time off so I can go in and fix some problem that could probably wait 24 hours. Like the last day I went in for the last project I worked on, which was in New York, Mm -hmm. I, it was opening night. So that's, you know, that's definitely a little bit of part of the equation, but I had shingles at the time. (laughs) So I drove up to New York to fix a there was like a lining inside a hat box that needed to be retaped. So I drove from Philadelphia to New York City to do that and immediately was like my ribs really hurt because I hadn't been diagnosed at that point. I just thought I had pulled a rib muscle. Mm-hmm. And I was like I'm going to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I was there for like 30 minutes to fix that. Wow. On my day off, on opening, you know, a day that you're supposed to be, you know, getting ready for the party or, you know, yeah. whatever. And I was like and now I'm turning around and going home. Like I paid 
40 bucks to do that because I had to pay tolls and parking and, mm-hmm. you know, and gas and all that. So, <laughs> so that was like the last time where I was like, this is garbage. So it's much, it's a much nicer feeling to know like Mondays are now solidly my day off and this is the amount of work I have to do. And I'm going to do that because if I go over that, then they'll expect it, which can be good, but can also be like, yeah. you're going to get taken advantage of and you don't yeah. want that. Cause and that even if, up- if the work, even if the work is life and death, there's still a limit <laughs> to, yeah. to like the value of, 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 you know, draining your employees, you mm-hmm. know, of their life force. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You don't want to burn out because that's, yeah, that's the worst case scenario is that you, then you can't work anymore to yeah. your full potential. So just personally for a work-life balance, that's how it's going for me. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's also, and you can always look at, it's, you know, it's, it, it, I'm sure it's un- tricky and annoying that every month or two, the work changes, you know, like yeah. the, the schedule changes, everything changes. But at the same time, it also means the work changes every few months. You know, you never, yeah. you don't get bored, really. You don't get, you know, stuck in one spot. So, I yeah, it's, it's I guess it's a matter of, of how you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just appreciate that my job is at work and there is no way I can do it from home. And I love that, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> some people love, they're like, oh, I really wish I could work from home one day. And I'm like, mm. no. I no. want to do, like, I don't want to work cell phone. I don't want to work laptop. You know, maybe no. down the line if I do something more, you know, involved. But as this, that's so something I really appreciate right now is that I do the work the and it's done. And yeah. I go home and I don't think about it. No one contacts me. I never ch- once check my work email outside of work. Like, mm. I can't even remember how to log into it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I just, I, yeah, I, I, I love that. I love that separation. It's very important mm-hmm. to me. And I don't even really, I don't text coworkers outside of work. I don't mm-hmm. really see them outside of work. Every so often we'll do a happy hour after work, but I love that divide. I really do. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I have to say is like, even from the last time, right now I'm assistant stage managing a show. The last time I did that work was in college like that job title mm-hmm. and the change in technology between then and now is already like wow. making my job easier. It's unbelievable. Like you, when I had to reprint pages for everybody's scripts earlier this week, I had to print, you know, a certain span of pages and then I had to hole punch them all. But the copier hole punches for me <laughs> and like something as simple as that shaved an hour out of my wow. day, you know? And yeah. like, I had I forgot to put something on Dropbox, but I have the app on my phone, and I was standing in the parking lot before I left, and I added it to Dropbox on my phone. I was like, that was so easy. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have had to go inside, re-log onto the computer, you know, re-log into Dropbox, mm-hmm. re-log into my email, transport it over, and I just did it on my phone. And it was just, like, this moment where I was like, this is great. I love living yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's making my life easy. It's so great. Oh, it's so funny how... I, I know that we're young, you know, we're young people yeah. and everything, but I still have moments like that where it's just like, technology is a miracle. <laughs> like, I still remember back in 2012 when I was studying abroad and I FaceTimed Julie for, mm-hmm. I think it was like one of the first times I ever really FaceTimed someone. And I was sitting in Copenhagen outside of my classroom, outside in like basically an alley. And I was FaceTiming with her. I didn't have reception. I had Wi-Fi. And she was in, I believe, Italy or London or something at the time. She was basically another European country. And Mm -hmm. I just, I kept saying, like, I just remember being like, I can't believe we're doing this. Like, we're living (laughs) in the future. And it's like, and I was like 20 at the time. I shouldn't have been that shocked by Mm -hmm. it. But I just... It's amazing. And then, of course, my job also reminds me that I am a thousand years old because they tell me about the apps that their kids are using to do horrible <laughs> oh, things right. online. And I'm always yeah. like, the what? what? Ooh, ooh, voo, is that what you said? And, and they're chatting on Discord. Like, what? Like, <laughs> I, I just, I'm always, and I'm always like, and so what's their username on there? Like, yeah. <laughs> how does it work? Even Snapchat. I still, I don't use Snapchat and I feel like yeah. I have a very limited understanding of it. And mm-hmm. the amount of calls I get at my job about kids using Snapchat to do horrible things and adults sending horrible things to children on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And I still have to be like, and their 
handle? Like, is that what it's called? Like, I feel I feel 80 years old sometimes. Yeah. That's understandable. I'm definitely that way, too. I was that way with Twitter before I got a Twitter, you know? Yeah. And it was, like, even still, I'm like, I don't quite understand. Like, why do people put a period before the at symbol? Yeah, <laughs> does that just automatically show up or something? Because... No, I, why I don't people think do that. So I think it's like if you don't do that, then it doesn't send it as a like a message to the person you're adding. I don't know. I, huh. That's the thing. I yes, just who knows? <laughs> who knows? It's this whole culture oh. that we're we're so we're behind on already. It's yeah, that's crazy. Well, let's talk about technology and our mental health and the intersection of technology in our lives and yes, the positives great. and the drawbacks. You know because. Yeah. I was just thinking the other day, so this will be my recommendation at the end of the show, but I just watched season two of Sense8, mm-hmm. and when I watch that show, I have to put on subtitles because everyone has an accent and they all sort of whisper a lot, Yeah. Um, and so I love. I realized how much I was enjoying it, mostly because, because I had subtitles on, I couldn't do anything else, you know? Mm. I just yeah. had to watch it. I had to be fully immersed. And also, it's such a visually cool show, and you spend yeah. the whole time going, editors are amazing, like, the continuity people are <laughs> continuity, insane. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's one of those shows where you just sit and you watch it, and I, and I'm like, it's one of those things where it reminds me, God, you are a mess. You're watching these, all these other things, and doing, mm-hmm. and playing games on your iPad while you're yeah. watching them. Basically, yeah. I'm listening to TV at this point. Exactly. And so I really appreciated watching that show and reminding myself you're overdoing it and mm-hmm. it's not good for you. Yeah. That is where we basically have arrived in the past week or so because we so we have the Xbox which we play, you know, Netflix and all mm-hmm. the apps for all the channels on. We also both have been playing different video games like and so what we'll do is we'll take turns where one of us will play a video game and the other one will be doing a second screen situation like reading or doing whatever online. And more recently, I've been watching Big Brother Canada with, you know, headphones on, mm-hmm. on the couch while he's playing a video game, which is great. It works out great. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you can check in with each other and be like, oh my God. And I'm very vocal when I watch Big Brother, <laughs> so I'm like yelling a lot, like, oh my God, you know, like, what's happening? All this stuff. So he can check in and be like, what's happening? <laughs> but the problem is we... I we've been carrying that over into when we're watching something together. Mm. So we'll put on a face-off episode or whatever, and then we'll both have our phones out. Yeah. And I read it. I don't know if I sent it to you. I don't know if I did. It was a New York Times article, and it was about how millennials are now cohabitating before getting married at a rate much more than previous generations. And mm-hmm. the problem is that they aren't discussing... Like, what happens if we break up before they do that? So then it results in all these really messy legal things because, you know, your names are both on the lease and who gets the lease and the dog and the car and all this stuff. But you're not married, so you can't actually do anything legally. Yeah. So in that article, there was also a whole subsection about, like, advice. And the advice was, you know, the second screen stuff is... It can be really, really bad because you feel like you're sharing you know a a viewing experience but you're Mm -hmm. actually so separated and not only that you're like double separated because you're you're not only like separated when you're watching something together because you're watching something else but then on top of that you have something else in front of you yeah so you have two barriers to the person you're with right and so it can become really hard and that's what after i read that article i was like oh my god that is what happens to us (laughs) so so we started the no second screen thing after dinner and it's been great because we decide all right we're watching face off or we'll play Carcassonne while watching face off. So there is like a, <laughs> you know, that reroutes us. So we're actually together playing together instead of like watching the screen together. It's, it's, it's complicated. Right. I, it's still a distraction in the background though. Right. It still can but, serve as a barrier because you're focusing on the game and then you'll get distracted by something that's said. Yes. But I think it's because it, it's, like the opposite problem of when you have Twitter open in front of you because you're focused on Twitter. But if you're focused on the game, you're focused on the game together rather than your separate screens. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So 
I think mentally it's been good for us to do like this limiting the second screen, not cutting it out completely, yeah. just like trying to be more focused on when we're doing it and why. Because like sometimes I'll just open an app and I'm like, why did I even open this? Yeah, like, I I don't. It's the same as it was before. Yeah, or there's like no new info and I'm just like mindlessly scrolling for no reason. Right. Why I could just be watching the TV show and I. That's a huge problem I have when I'm watching things alone. Because I'm yeah. now at this point where I'm too bored to watch a show like that aired the night before. So I open up whatever and I'm reading other things. And I completely, like I did that with Jane the Virgin this morning. I watched half of it and I was like, oh, I'm bored. And then I opened something and I missed the second half of the episode. Yeah. And it ended. It ended. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll have to wait for the, you know, previously <laughs> on next week to figure out what I missed. Right. <laughs> It's yeah, hard. it's it's sad. It's there's there's I have to constantly remind myself like no like mm-hmm. like I'll, if it it actually really helps if it's chilly in the apartment and then I'll cover myself with a blanket mm-hmm. and then I can't have my arms out doing something else. Mm-hmm. And so it's like That's I'm literally you're... physically like forcing my arms. <laughs> yeah. Got to get a snuggie with the armholes. <laughs> well, see, like it's really good when I can't when it's a yeah. pain to get my arms out and it's like I literally am physically restraining myself. <laughs> it's so sad. It's, it's really like sad. On your hands. Yeah. But I I'm I'm really trying <laughs> and not not as hard as I could. Um yeah. but but also so recently my parents moved. Um oh. they they moved to Boise, Idaho. They're Wait, re- I didn't know. Yeah, this? they're retiring. They moved <laughs> a week ago. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and so, but the problem is, is when they moved, they canceled their cable subscription, which uh-huh. I had oh. been using for a lot of channels oh. uh, to sign in and um, and watch. And so, I I get a fair number with my cable package, more than I expected, actually, more than I realized. Mm-hmm. But there's still a certain number of channels I just don't get anymore. And mm-hmm. so those sh- those shows are piling up, and mm-hmm. it sort of made me reassess, like, okay, if I can't easily access this show anymore, is it still worth watching? Yeah. Sort of a thing. And so I'm sort of going through that period right now where I'm reassessing all the things, and now I'm also, co- you know, constantly reminding myself about the second screen, and if, it, if I need a second screen to watch this show, mm-hmm. is it worth watching at all? And would yeah. I rather be doing a craft project or something? Because I I recently made this. It's sitting right here. That's why I'm thinking about it. My my sister's ketubah for her wedding, which is yeah. this beautiful little art piece that I made that I surprised myself and how well it turned out. And I loved that. And mm-hmm. I color um, this calendar my mom gave me. And it's like, okay, well, would that have been a better use of my time? Just sitting at this table, getting into a state of flow you know, and, and coloring or, or doing some sort of artistic project versus playing a stupid game on my phone while a show plays in the background that I mm. I enjoy, but I clearly don't enjoy enough to give my full attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I'm figuring it out. I'm not, per- I'm not perfect at it. I'm really, really not. Um, but it's, I think it's something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know, I know it's something that I'm, you're talking about couples and them watching. I think about Julie and Zach and how they don't necessarily do second screens, but my sister, she loves cross-stitch. And mm-hmm. she'll often pull that out before a show starts. And she gets all set up and does cross-stitch while the show's going on. And it's like a second screen without <laughs> the eye strain, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really have to focus when you're cross-stitching. Yeah. It's not like knitting where you can get good enough to look away. And I also got really excited because I'm going to watch Cable Girls next on oh, yeah. Netflix, which is, it's all in Spanish, so it has subtitles. So I'm kind of excited because that means I have to watch. Mm-hmm. And I might go back to what I used to do, which was to keep my hands busy, I would just play with Silly Putty. Um, a fidget spinner. Yeah, a, a fidget cube. <laughs> my coworkers both have, two of them have those. Uh-huh. And so I went over to their desk the other day, and I was just sitting there just, like, playing with it. I'm like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah, tell me more. <laughs> well, weren't you going to be doing um, lock, picking? lock picking? I could also do that. I need to go back to doing that because mm-hmm. um, that was fun. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think I need to just do sort of things that I don't need to look at visually. But I guess I just have fidgety hands, and I'm yeah. basically like a toddler. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think what it would be great is like a dog to pet. I feel like that's the secret. Mm-hmm. But I can't have I a will dog. Also, say we when we watch things on the Xbox with the, you know, ex- not including Netflix or Amazon. Any other app we're watching TV shows through has ads, and I have to say it's kind of a blessing hmm. for us to have ads because it gives you that moment to like stand up and do something. So mm. you're not sitting for hours. Like when we watch face off and we watch like three episodes in a row, right. we have so many commercials so we can get up, we can talk during the commercials. We can, you know, like get a snack or make some tea or, you know, go to the bathroom. And it just like, it feels like you're doing something <laughs> besides what you're doing, which can, I, I find helpful because it, it is like it it's a breakup in the schedule and it just is like you're not just a little potato for the whole yeah. time you know yeah because it's so easy when you're binging at like a netflix show or something and it just starts mm-hmm. playing the next episode and then you're like okay yeah. i you know i think i was gonna eat dinner at some point but you know there's no there's no natural <laughs> break anymore to, yeah, to remind exactly. you oh i'm hungry you know mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it can be a little dangerous yeah. Yeah. I do think it's good though to reassess when you're like when you can't actually watch the shows you're supposed to be watching. If you should be watching them anyway, cuz yeah. I could do that. I I should probably do that. But there's I'm still part of me is still a completist. So, mm. you know, it's hard. Well, it's yeah, cuz you still get a certain amount of enjoyment out of them. Yeah. You're just not giving them much respect. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> you're not really telling these people that, you know, the that crafted this show and spent all this time you know that it's worth your full attention Mm -hmm. well besides all this stuff what else do you do to mentally help you out anything besides like tv are you podcast being a podcast are great um I that I think I I've, I've mentioned this before how almost all the podcasts I listen to now are comedy podcasts and I think mm-hmm. that has be, it's because it's a self-care thing I think mm-hmm. it's because if I get stressed out or if I get if I have a rough day at work and I'm just exhausted I always listen to a comedy podcast wherever I drive and so no matter what I'm laughing and smiling and I'm feeling better in that 10 minute drive home Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing the power uh, that, that that provides. And I'll listen to it at home and just maybe I'll color while I'm listening or I'll dust, you know, I'll do do other things. And I, I can't it's almost like I have no interest in serious podcasts anymore. It's comedy podcasts. And then I have a couple soccer ones that I listen to so that I can shout opinions into the void. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing how much I sort of needed that in my life Mm -hmm. and and what a sort of saving grace it is on 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 tough days Mm -hmm. you know because that I um so last week um at work we had this tour it was like we were just out of training now you get a tour of the organization and you get to meet with people in all these departments and they you get to ask them what we could be doing better and vice versa whatever and so we ended the whole thing at the family advocacy division and part of what they wanted to do was integrate more like self-care and and positive psychology stuff into the workplace and so they were asking us they're like okay so you get a really difficult caller they're crazy or whatever and and so what do you do to sort of step back away from that do you do you like go outside for a walk or something and we're like no we have to take another call like right. we're inundated with calls like we we can't they're like do you just like go get it go get a cup of coffee or you know do do you go do you go out and, and just take a breather you know and it's like mm. no we can't mm-hmm. and and so it's just like it's a reminder of like okay here's all these little self-care things that you can do but you <laughs> that you can't and can't, so you sort right. of have to save all of them for after work mm-hmm. and at the end of the day and it's it was it was definitely a reminder of like oh yeah okay you got to constantly remember you know take a breath Mm-hmm. You know, don't bring this, that negativity of that, that, I mean, we literally got a caller the other day who called my coworker. She go, they get through, you have to listen to an entire prompt series mm-hmm. of like, if you would like this, press one. If you'd like this, press two, whatever. Mm-hmm. She goes, hello, how can I help you? And the person just says, fuck you. And then hangs wow. up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and you're calling us a, a national hotline for missing children, by the way, like, I don't understand people at all, but like you, that's one of the calls that you could get during the day, you know? Mm -hmm. And so 
and then you just have to move on to the next call. And so you're constantly, you know, you have to have some sort of outlet. You have to be able to turn to your coworker and go, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so it's, I think it's a matter of just like taking the time, figuring out what makes you feel better in the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And is that, is that going to help you every time, you know, or, you know, yeah. sort of thing. So like, if you have like a bad stressful event or day or something what's something that you is podcast helpful um it's interesting because when I was doing that show in New York I had my three-hour drive home afterwards every day and I wasn't listening to podcasts for that whole sort of stint I was listening to entire Broadway cast albums Mm -hmm. because it's I mean I was picking and choosing which ones I wanted and some of them were new Tony nominees you know so you're listening to something new giving it a try but I was listening to a lot of favorites that I have listened to many times over the year mm-hmm. and I, years, and I think it's part of it is when you listen to a whole album like that, it's you're completing the story. Right. Because I knew I, I would it's listen story, to the whole yeah. thing. It, it's like a book on tape. Right. But but a musical, which but is catchy. perfect to read. <laughs> yeah, like you can sing along and scream sing if you want or whatever. Yeah. And and it also is it moves. You know, like it's not. I think that's the problem when I'm on long drives like that and I my commute now is still almost an hour most days. It's that's a lot of time to listen to some people talk and right. and like I know of course we are doing a podcast so <laughs> that's like pot calling the kettle black but but like I don't think I'm cut out for listening on drives specifically. I used to listen when I was walking or at the grocery store, you know, last year. That was my main time for podcasts and I think when I'm driving I just need something that is also moving with me yeah and so I really rely on albums like that because you get to finish the story and you get highs and lows and you know it's like you get to take yourself out of your own story and listen it's just like you know watching tv you know you're you're divorcing yourself from what's happening now and you're doing this instead you're not focusing on the traffic you're focusing on this story (laughs) and musicals are so easy to sing along to you know the the words are so easy to understand and you can immediately start joining in and really Mm -hmm. that's I, I love singing in the car and I just feel like I haven't had any new music lately so I've been listening to podcasts mostly Lucky for you, my recommendation this week is a cast album. Oh, great. (laughs) You know, yesterday I was looking up, so Julie wanted to find a good version of Hava Nagila um, Mm -hmm. to do the horror to for her wedding. And um, I, so I just went down this rabbit hole of listening to all these different versions and there's some crazy (laughs) ones out there. I listened to a techno sax version. Ooh. (laughs) That surprisingly, I literally couldn't stop dancing around my apartment as I was listening to it. It was insane mm-hmm. and she would hate it, but it I just <laughs> was like having the time and then the whole rest of the day I was like hava, nagila, hava. <laughs> I just kept doing that like just breaking out into song throughout the day and it was such mm-hmm. a delight and a surprise. And so I love uh yeah, I love I love mm-hmm. music. Other than that, I think uh like when I'm home and not watching TV or whatever, the other two things that I keep going back to is I'm reading a lot more and we also do a crossword every night before bed. Nice. Which like on the phone, you know, so it's yeah. eye strain definitely. It's really bad, but but it's easier cuz you're not like writing it in pencil and then right. racing, you know. <laughs> I was doing that at work for a while too and I loved this one it was like it's the USA Today crossword and uh-huh. it has like a setting where as soon as you type the wrong letter it just shows up in red and you're like, "Oh, oh okay." Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I that's like my ideal is like immediately like you're you're on the wrong track. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. No, those are great. No, but we do the New York Times we're brushing our shoulders off. No, mm-hmm. we we can only get to Tuesdays before it's too hard but we're also doing it right before bed so we're not like mentally capable of doing anything worse than that (laughs) but um oh yeah yeah. it's it's like a very relaxing pastime you know it it's just like you know you use your brain a little bit but you're also just like it makes you sleepy it's great (laughs) i do i do my duolingo every night before bed um and there are some nights where i get mad at it like oh i have to do this (laughs) <laughs> and they so they have this thing with so it's basically it's like a, lear, a language learning app and mm-hmm. they have this thing where you you go on a streak of you're doing it every day you're fulfilling the number of experience points or whatever every day mm-hmm. and then as soon as you miss a day or you're off by a few hours from when you you know you're over 24 hours then 
the streak is lost. And if you want to repair the streak, it's like $10 or something insane. <gasps> oh my and God. I'm never going to pay that. And, but there was, there was a time where I had like, I don't know, like a 39 day streak or something. And then yeah. I went out with friends one night and I came home and I was like, I'm not doing that. I want to go to sleep. And uh, it was like, your streak is lost. Ruined. And so uh, I keep having these series of, you know, I'll get I'll, two weeks or something or a week and then I'll go out with friends and I won't mm-hmm. want to do it. And it's <laughs> now I'm like angry at it when I go to bed because I'm like, like a streak even matters. I could just break this streak and then <laughs> who cares, you know, <laughs> uh, but it is a nice oh, little man. mental exercise before bed. And apparently doing stuff like that before bed, like helps solidify it in your mind oh yeah so it's like better for your brain what language are you doing spanish oh good yeah hmm. it's really bad because i did so many years of it in school and i'm at 19 percent fluent according to the app <laughs> i really i thought i was doing better but you know who knows <laughs> yeah it's it's better than zero percent exactly honestly, and i'm know? still sticking with it it's been five months since i wow. started so, Good more job. than that, actually. I think I started back in early December. Hmm. So, that's like a little fun thing to sort of challenge yeah. yourself with on the side is little self-improvement things like that. Hmm. Also, the New York Times has many crosswords that they do every day as well. And you can go through their archives if you're a subscriber. And they're great. If you're like, if you have like a little weird amount of time and you want to do like a two-minute puzzle just to like do something different Mm -hmm. they're also great so well that's good because that's what i do at work is i have weird amounts of time where i can't really do anything and i could get a call (laughs) yeah you should do you subscribe to the new york times i don't well this is the only reason i do honestly (laughs) because i did after the election i was like i'm gonna support our newspapers yeah and i got a subscription and this is the only thing i do with the new york times now is besides getting updates in my email that i don't read I I do the crossword. <laughs> so, it's better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um well, I feel like we're both mentally doing okay. Mhm. Hanging in there. And I'm what's important is that we're talking about it too. I think Yeah. That's a huge part of mental health is just having someone or like several people like I I will at work, that's when I vent my work frustrations. I, you mm-hmm. know, we we, everyone at the call center loves turning to the other person going, oh my God, I just had this person say fuck you to me, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, right. And so that's, it's almost like by saying it out loud, it's, you've expelled it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's sort of, you, you, you don't have to hold it in anymore. And then mm-hmm. I come home and, you know, I go to the dentist or something and I get to talk to you about how much yeah. the dentist fucking sucks, you know? <laughs> and then it's gone, you know, mm-hmm. in some degree, not entirely, because I still yeah. fucking hate the dentist, but... I've gotten it out. And so I think just having people in your life to talk about certain topics with and mm-hmm. and to actually be fully honest in how you're feeling mm-hmm. about those things is really important. Also, circling back to our media conversation on this is like the shows that I really watch nowadays are the ones that I have people to talk about. Right. The shows with. Like Drag Race, I talk with my friend Jackie, one of our listeners, Every after we watch the episodes, we both you know talk about how how it went. I do the same thing with Dave and Big Brother, you know. And when you are focused on a show because you know you're going to be comparing notes like we do with Doctor Who and like I do much, with The Bachelor with my coworkers and my sister, yeah, it's much easier to like pay attention because you know there's like a test. That yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so if you can even like. Even if you're just doing it online, if you mm-hmm. find an outlet where if you're like, I need to recommit to these shows or whatever, and, and you just engage with people on Reddit or on the subreddit for that show or on Tumblr, you know, it can be helpful. That reminds me, I needed to tell you a story of what happened this to me this weekend was uh-huh. I went to a Washington Spirit game oh, and yes. I sat in my regular season ticket seat and uh-huh. I sat next to the lady I, who also has a season ticket seat next to me and yes. she... Doesn't did not remember me at all, and she, and, but she was just like, "Oh, are you are you a season ticket holder?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And she goes, "Okay, great. My name's Bev," and of course it is. By the way, it's just the most appropriate. Just you know everything you need to know about her now that you know her name is Bev, and right. um, basically she just started. I, it was so cathartic for me because I got to in all of these soccer opinions 
that I've been Mm -hmm. hoarding for months, basically, going through this terrible off season with my team and literally just having to sort of tell people one-sidedly about it. Yeah. I finally got to turn to this person and be like, can you believe what happened? And then she turns to me and she goes, you know what? I wrote a strongly worded letter. And we just go back and forth about, you know, what we're feeling about these people and returning. And she's, and, and we're saying, it's like all the stuff that I've been holding it for so long. And it's, mm. it is incredible finding an, it'll just one other person to mm-hmm. talk to about these things that you're passionate and excited about and who also feels the same way. It was just, it was incredible. That's so lovely. Yeah. And she invited me to go tailgate with with them next week and the Spirit Squadron. (laughs) Oh, my God, do it. (laughs) I'm totally going to do it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And she was like, and you were, were you here last year? And I was like, I was. And she's like, oh, I've been such a terrible neighbor. How did I not introduce myself? (laughs) It was great. She was so nice. Making those connections. You're going to find your wife there. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) She brings like five new people every week, it seems like. It's just like different group of people. Last week. That's great. She brought a real dingus who <laughs> I just kept listening to him the uh-huh. whole time. I brought a friend and we sat in front of them this time, that time. And uh-huh. he just, oh, he said the most, oh, he, he was like telling the story he thought was hilarious and charming about how he plays FIFA, uh, video, the video game with his yeah. girlfriend and how he lets her win. And she's so like, basically she's so dumb that she doesn't know that these teams aren't that good that he that he picks to play with and that's why she wins and it's like what is like she needs to break up with you immediately like what is this story you're telling it's supposed to be you're the charming person in that like ew yeah oh he was just so gross well he's not your wife clearly no that's that's the problem she needs to bring more uh young single ladies but yes you should tell her okay friends now i'll let her know this next time Oh, man. All right. So what's your recommendation? Uh, it's oh, Sense8. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, season two came out on Netflix. And it it's truly, first of all, it's an astonishing feat in and of itself, just mm-hmm. from an editing continuity perspective. But it's also, it's just this beautifully empathetic show where it just, it, it, you have eight main characters who are, you love to pieces, you know? Mm. And who are so interesting and dynamic and and their relationships to each other is so charming and sweet and there's just something so heartwarming about it and at the same time it's punctuated with these awesome action sequences these great fight sequences and it's also there's so many beautiful romances and it's probably one of like the sexiest shows I've ever seen Mm -hmm. and it basically because the concept of the show is these people are they can feel feel what the other feels and it's this Mm -hmm. very sort of abstract idea and it's it's so impressive how they visually portray sensation Mm -hmm. and how if you really feel that you feel what they're trying to portray and it and it makes sense and it's all because of what they're doing visually and it's so impressive in that sense and it's just it's a charming sweet beautiful exciting show cool it is i know i say it on my list a lot Mm -hmm. but like it's very top of my list i'm hoping to finish winona earp and then uh then do sense eight well it's great now that season two is out because season one came out like a year ago and so there were i remembered for the most part what happened but it would have been i almost wish i had rewatched season one before i watched season two so it's mm-hmm. nice that you'll be watching them all together and so that, yeah. you know, everything's fresh in your mind. Yeah. Um, my recommendation is a cast album, but I want to do a little detour quickly because I know I, I feel like I recommend this like once every six months, but we just rewatched Avatar and we're now in Korra and Kyle had never seen either and he is so obsessed. <laughs> he's, he's reading the comics as we speak. I it's love amazing. It. Yeah. He... Like, texted me the other day. Oh, I, I was at work on Sunday, and he was here alone, and he was like, can I watch a core without you? And I was like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and, and then he was texting me, when are the comics for Korra coming out? And I was like, oh, my God, I love that you're so obsessed with this. <laughs> and I sent him the one that was a free comic book day, one about how Korra uh, met Naga, and he loved it. It was just like, <laughs> it's amazing. You know, like, I love when people love Avatar and Korra. Yeah. 
And it's just great. So anyway, that's another mental health sharing the caring sort of thing. But anyway, (laughs) my recommendation is uh, Come From Away, which is the cast album for this musical that is currently on Broadway. It's nominated for seven Tonys. It's the true story of the week following September 11th when... 38 planes had to land in Gander, Newfoundland, Newfoundland. I don't Newfoundland? There's one mm-hmm. I think it's Newfoundland, but I think Canadians pronounce it differently. Oh. <laughs> but well, they're um, wrong. <laughs> yeah, of course they are the ones that are wrong. Uh-huh. Um it I listened to it when I was driving to New York one day and I cried three times during the the album because it's really emotional, obviously like they're real life stories that you're hearing and people that are stuck in a foreign place and they're trying to get home and it's very emotional and I love it it has a lot of different flavors of music in it because they have like influences from other cultures uh based on the people that are stuck in this town and then also the town itself has a very Irish vibe to it um and if you're only going to listen to one song from the musical make it me in the Sky, which is sung by Jen Colella, who's nominated for Best, um, su- I think she's a Supporting Actress category, Tony, and it's about, she plays the one of the pilots, and she's the first female pilot in, the, in North America, and it's, she basically tells the story about how she became a pilot, and what she had to go up against to get to that point, and how her relationship changed to flying after September 11th it's just that song is stellar so if you're gonna try one try Mm -hmm. me in the sky but if you want to listen to the whole album it's called come from away come from away yeah okay it's it's like Canadian term for somebody who's not from there okay you can't you you come from away oh okay okay yeah cool yeah great (sighs) oh we did it I think we still have, like, two more. Oh, right. And then you're going to be in Minnesota. Okay, yeah. So, heads up for the listeners. Next week, we'll have an episode. This one's obviously a few days late. Um, (laughs) And next week will probably also be a few days late. Obviously, we can't Mm -hmm. record next Tuesday because I'm getting mouth work done. Right. Um, (laughs) We'll try and record next Monday. Um, So, we'll have one more episode and then I will be out of town for the last week of May. So don't expect right. an episode that week. Yes, there is a wedding happening. Yeah. But hopefully hopefully you can corner Zach during the wedding at some point, hopefully. <laughs> and be like, Zach, tell me a yeah. joke right now. Produce ten more jokes. <laughs> yes. You can't get married until you tell me ten yeah. more jokes. <laughs> that's, that's, you know what? I'll just change the whole wedding service that I have prepared. And just Perfect. change it to Zach please now i need some jokes <laughs> on demand on demand it's, i i feel like it's not fair because you just told him that on sure. the podcast sure He's a and i should have blindsided him when he thought he was getting married yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. see you you would like big brother if you're blindsiding people <laughs> like that <laughs> uh, all right what do you call a nun in a wheelchair oh i don't know virgin mobile Uh, (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) see that's more of the content we need at the wedding yes (laughs) get on it Zach